We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Alec Burks has it. Inside to Randall. Four seconds to go. Randall's got plenty of time. Drives, goes inside, pulls up, jumpers up. In and out. And the Knicks fall short. What a crushing defeat. Tom Thibodeau furious with the officials down the stretch. He just walked past Doc Rivers, walking back and forth. Again, only two officials all game. We need to get an explanation on exactly what happened down the stretch. Thibodeau still trying to plead his case as the Knicks lose their 15th straight to Philadelphia and none more difficult than this one. I don't know what I don't know what that was. <laughs> oh god. Oh. All right. So the Knicks lose by one apparently. Because I, I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know whether it was a challenge situation. Ugh. Okay. I don't even know what to say about the end of that game. I On, on one hand, uh, I feel like that is... That is the most disappointing loss of the year in a lot of ways um, because they had that game. They had that game. They had that game, and they should have won that game, and they were the better team down the stretch. And I, I don't know – I don't know what happened there at the end with the with the – could they challenge? Could they not challenge? It was not – it did not look like a – it did not look like an offensive foul on Randall for starters, but whether or not they could challenge it or not challenge it. And then the last play, I thought Randall got a good shot off and, um, you know, he just missed it. He just, he just missed it. Um, yeah. Young Lito. That was the softest loose ball call of all time. I agree with that. My God, that was a disappointing loss. That was, that was just, Oh man. That was a disappointing loss. Wanted that one. They wanted that one. We all wanted that one. It would have felt 
it would have felt really, really good to beat that team who they've lost a million straight games against. And uh, specifically, Ben Simmons wins again. But, man, it seemed like the Knicks were the better team at the end of the fourth quarter. It seemed like the Knicks were the better team in overtime. And uh, Danny Green, man, listen, give it up to Danny Green, Long Island Zone, for uh, making some outstanding shots. Tobias Harris had a shot in the corner that, you know, it's a good shot. But the Knicks lose. Just really... Gosh, but hey, uh, how about this? We're we're at the trading deadline. The trading deadline is four days away, and uh, we are sitting here lamenting. All of us, in unison, are absolutely heartbroken about this because that is this season. That is the twenty twenty one New York Knicks uh, season, as opposed to you know what it's been like for the last three, several trade deadlines, which is, you know, what are we going to sell off our pieces for? Uh, shout out to Michael Iron in the super chat. These refs are going to cause property damage in my own home. And how is Danny Green going to play harder against us tonight than he did for the entire bubble? Get the fuck out of here. Completely agree. Yeah, I mean, God. You just, you wanted that one. There are some games you just want, and, you know, we all want every game. But you felt like they were going to get that game. It felt like they were going to get it. It's just this team, it feels like they've turned a corner, and it feels like they're, you know, when a team turns a corner, it feels like there's going to be a win. That's the win you go to when you look back and you're like, that's the moment. That's the second that the Knicks of this season – turned the corner and became, you know, whatever they're going to become. Um, I know they're out talented and I know they're, they're, you know, playing above their weight class, but man, this team fights like hell and they are absolutely wonderful to watch. They're infuriating to watch because they, they, um, you know, they make life tough on us, but fucking a, how do you call a foul there? How do you call a foul there? You can't call a foul there. In this game, in a game that's this physical, in a game that's this physical, you're going to call a foul there under the basket on Julius Randle on a ball that's up for grabs. You can't call that foul. You just can't call that foul. You cannot call that foul there. You can't call it. <sighs> uh, your boy Ben's in the super chat with truly disliked Danny Green, Lionel Richie lookalike. That is very accurate. Um, blood of DePanta, please do a write-up on the missed calls this season. It's very, uh, it's very chronic. Yeah. I mean, look, the refs have not done us any favors. It's just the frustrating thing for me is, you know, a game that's that hard fought, the ref shouldn't decide that game, you know, give Philadelphia credit. They made some big shots. You know, obviously give the Knicks credit. They 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 played well enough to win. Um, you want to let the players decide that game. You don't want to let that game be decided not as it should have been. And and they're going to have a two-minutes report come out tomorrow and the whole thing. And I just – I don't care. I don't care what they're going to say about this call in retrospect. It, yeah, technically, is it, an, is it a foul there on Randall? Yes, you don't call it there. You don't call that foul in that situation in a game like this. It's just absolutely – it's just absolute nonsense. Um, and it's it's just – I want to feel – I wanted to feel good about tonight so badly. That's all I could think about, watching down the stretch of the fourth quarter, you know, after they came out of the gate like they did and they were down whatever they were down. You know, they couldn't score a basket. They were shooting 30% for the first – 15, 16, 17, whatever it was, minutes of this game. Um, you know, and Philadelphia came out last night and they put the same kind of hurting on the Kings and the Kings absolutely folded. And in years past, the Knicks would have folded. And tonight the Knicks didn't fold and the Knicks fought back. And the Sixers, you know, the Sixers should have had this game several times over. Um, they're the better team. 
they're the more talented team. They have like Tobias Harris, like he I know he wasn't an all-star this year. He was like right on the cusp. Ben Simmons obviously was an all-star this year. Um, I know they don't have Embiid. I know they don't have Seth Curry. That's a damn good team. Even without the guys that they're missing, that is a damn good team. And the Knicks absolutely took their best punch early on, came right back, gave it right back to them, was neck and neck the whole time, and had them. They had them. That Sixers team could not get a blessed thing down the stretch of this game. I would have to go, I want to go back and look at what points Philadelphia scored because I feel like every point they scored down the stretch of this game was either from the free throw line or it was a miraculous three-pointer by Danny Green or Tobias Harris in the corner. Absolutely infuriating. The Knicks played good enough defense down the stretch and they actually made shots to win this game. <sighs> Mike's, uh, Max, excuse me, uh, Rybakov. I hate to be this optimistic, but I can't remember a team I was this upset about a tough loss, meaning something, um, meaning something that I can this team. Yeah, no, this loss, it means something. Um, and yet we have forgotten NYC here. I'm done with moral victories. You have to start winning some of these games, even if it's against contenders. Also, quickly missed both free throws. That's an odd thing to point out here. Yeah, I mean, quickly had an off night. That's why he wasn't in the game late. Um, yeah, I mean, look, can you point to things that the Knicks did wrong? Absolutely. Um, you know, Julius Randle was seven for 23 tonight. Granted he had 24 points. Um, you know, nobody shot particularly well quickly was four of 12. Um, Alec Burks, eight of 17 had 20 points. You know, I just like in a game like this, I'm not going to point to individual, this play or that play or whatever, and be like, that's the play. Like, no, this is a hard fought game throughout. Like guys are not going to have good shooting nights on a night like tonight. They're just not um, with the way these teams play defense. Like think about this, this game went into overtime and this score was 101 to 100. That's all you need to know about this game. Um, I'm not going to say that, I'm not going to sit here and say that moral victories don't count. Yes. Does this team need to actually, you know, get a real win against a really good team? Absolutely. This team needs to get a good win against a good team. They had an opportunity to get it tonight. They didn't get it tonight. Blame the refs. If you want blame, you know, whatever lack of execution down the stretch. But when you are coming from where the Knicks are coming from and boy, are they coming from the bottom of the barrel? nights like this still count. And and I understand it's not satisfying and I understand it's infuriating. It's taken 10 minutes for me to put a coherent sentence together, but you, you can't look at tonight and just dismiss it as, oh, it's a loss. They should have won the game and that's all there is to it. Um, we got a couple couple comments in the Super Chat. Michael Aaron, thank you so much, man. You're awesome and I appreciate your contribution so much here every night. We love you here. Um, the fact that they called that last foul on Randall, but they missed the Dwight foul on Randall that he watched the replay of on the bench. It honestly feels like we have no luck. Let's be positive. RJ is a strong man. I'm, I'm, I mean, it, I'm absolutely infuriated right now, but I am going to ultimately take more good away from this game than bad. Um, Bassoon 07. This was a tough one. It especially hurts to lose such a close one at the garden where, by the way, they had won five straight games. As dumb as you think my opinion sounds, we need Alfred back. I don't think that's dumb. I don't think that's dumb at all. You know, look, um, I think ultimately this team is better off fully healthy without Alfred Payton. They're not fully healthy right now because they don't have Derrick Rose. I think once Derrick Rose is back, I would rather see this team just not have Alfred Payton because, like, He's not a guy that I felt like tonight, at least down the stretch, like I wanted him in there. Would it have maybe been helpful to have him out there at the beginning of the game to get the offense, you know, going a little bit? Maybe. But for me, I, I've moved past it. I, I don't have many requests at the trade deadline. My one request is that they find the new home for, for Alfred Payton. And I hope that doesn't come off as, um, you know, unkind towards him. But that's, that's kind of how I feel. Could they use him tonight? Yeah, for a few minutes. Um, Varunsky's take. I like that name. It is completely unfathomable that after securing such a great defensive stop in overtime, and for once Noel secures the rebound too, 
How do you do that? Please ask Tibbs if he um, asked the challenge. I am not on the post game tonight. However, I guarantee you our fine New York Knicks beat reporters will ask Tim Thibodeau about what the challenge situation was there at the end. And as soon as we get it here on the old uh, on the old um, Twitter timeline, I will relay that. A um, couple other comments in the Super Chat. Wixel Metellus, thank you so much for your contribution, man. We appreciate it here. Um, really, we appreciate everybody here in the Super Chat and everybody coming to watch and just being in the chat. I'm going to get to some of these questions uh, very soon. Refs deciding games with calls they refuse to make all game. It just sucks. I agree with you. Um, Robert Cross, thank you in the Super Chat. I am staying positive tonight because of R.J. Barrett. He is 20 years old and his ceiling is higher than the majority think. Let's let's try to turn the corner from from just being despondent about this game. I want to read R.J. Barrett's stat line. He ended tonight with 19 points, um, did have four turnovers to four assists, eight big rebounds, and um, most importantly, he was 9 of 17 from the field. I mean, look, um, yes, he missed the three there. If he made that three, my God, the house would have come down. Um, I think that was in the fourth quarter. I've lost track. but. RJ, even when they lose these games, like if you if if RJ's production was impl- was replaced instead by some random veteran, and it wasn't our twenty year old second year third overall pick in the draft doing the stuff that RJ's doing right now, I would not feel anywhere close to as good about this team as I do. Um, and I feel great about it because we have this kid. And he's here, and he's ours, and he's not going anywhere. Um, comment from Jeremy Anselson in, in the Super Chat. If you're not going to post them up occasionally or have a run run, why play Obi at all? At all? That's a great question. Um, Obi Toppin does not deserve to be playing NBA minutes right now. I don't care if um, – well, I guess if he was on a shitty team, he would deserve to be playing minutes. But, like – if you're on a team that's making a real playoff push, with the Knicks absolutely are, you like it is now become very clear. There are the guys that are contributing towards the effort to win games, and then there's Obi Toppin. Now, is Obi Toppin necessarily the worse worse than Kevin Knox? That I can't say. Is he worse than Andrew Bryce That I can't say. Um, they're not running anything for him anymore. It feels like it's been games since they've run anything for him in the post. Um, he's just kind of moving around out there on offense and trying to survive on defense. I'm kind of at the point where I um, want them to maybe consider giving him a break. But I'm also not there yet. And the reason I'm not there yet is because we always fault this team for, you know, not – thinking long-term and I feel like by continuing to run Obi out there and giving him these minutes, it is their attempt to think long-term. Is it possible they just fucked up the pick and he's not good enough? Yes, absolutely. It's possible. Um, do I hope that that's the case? I hope that is not the case. Um, I don't know what else to say about Obi right now. He doesn't deserve to be playing NBA minutes. If you want to tell me that Knox should get the minutes instead of him, I'm not going to argue with you. Um, at least Knox could hit a corner three. And by the way, this team could use another guy who could hit a corner three in those minutes because right now, Obi can't hit the uh, the side of the backboard from the corner. Um, I'll start taking some other questions. Um, any idea what happened with the Tim, Tips Challenge? No, still waiting on word uh, from that or on that uh, from the Knicks beat guys. I would guess that Tibbs has not taken the podium yet. Um, no, he has not taken the podium yet. So we'll, we'll wait on that. Uh, let me get, we got, oh man, busy super chat tonight. Thank you so much, everybody. Tim Kim, in your opinion, does Leon or excuse me, does Lonzo change anything with this game? Seeing that so many teams are trying to get Lonzo is Leon now forced to make a trade for him. Leon, listen, man, you're talking about Paulie from Goodfellas. Leon doesn't move fast for anybody. Um, and he's not going to move fast for Alonzo. Um, I am going to, uh, echo the same thing I've been echoing since the summertime. 
the Knicks are not for or do not feel forced into making any move. If there's a move that they feel like it's good value, I think they'll make the move. If there's a move that they do not feel like is good value, I do not feel like they'll make the move. Um, all right, here's uh, the first tweet from Vorkanov. Tom Thibodeau on not getting the challenge call granted by the referees in overtime. They said we didn't challenge. Two officials, tough calls. That's all I'm going to say about it. Pretty obvious. He adds, we were getting hit a lot, and there wasn't marginal contact on that. All right, so that's Tom Thibodeau not wanting to get fined. He doesn't really say anything. Um, it sounds like the refs said that they didn't challenge. They said we didn't challenge. Okay. Um, I'm not heartbroken about that because I don't think they would have won the challenge. Um, I'm more upset about the call itself. It's a bullshit call, but it doesn't help. Um, let's get to some other super chat comments. Bassoon 07. We can't keep misfiring on these lottery picks. Obi, Kevin, Nilakina, three years worth of lottery picks down the drain. Obi doesn't deserve NBA minutes. Yeah, I mean, if you're an NBA team, you can't miss on lottery picks. Um, you know, the the Knox lottery or the Knox draft, they got a pass a little bit with Mitch. With this one, they're getting a pass with Emmanuel quickly. But it's just really, really, really – and obviously Nilakina, there was no pass because, you know, Bam Adebayo and Donovan Mitchell went several picks after that. Um, I hope Obi works out. That's all I'm going to say. But, no, they can't keep misfiring on lottery picks. Uh, Wixel Metellus, we missed 10 free throws and Burks airballed a crucial layup. Yeah, I mean, look, the Burks fast break was was rough. He's not great in those situations. There's a re- he is a he is your definition of a situational player. He does some things really really well, and he does other things not well at all. And Burks on the fast break is one of those things that he just doesn't do very well. And we saw that, and it hurt us. Yes, the missed free throws hurt us. Um, the quickly ones were really strange, but sometimes you miss free throws, and sometimes you don't. Um, I again, this is not the game where I'm going to look back on like any one play and be like, oh my God, that's going to keep me up at night because both teams just, you know, they were fighting so hard and the defense was so good. And, you know, it is what it is. It was just a shitty loss. Uh, let me get to, I think there's another one here in the super chat that I, uh, may have missed. Yeah. No. Oh, Jose Rodriguez. Thank you for your contribution. I appreciate it. Um, Ah, here we go. Connor Vorhouse. Just here to say Noel is the GOAT. Um, Noel had a really good game. Uh, let's, let's call it like it is. He was five of six from... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The field, he made a jumper. Holy shit. He made three of five from the line, which he'll sign for from Noel anytime. And then there was the finger roll, which, my goodness, uh, 10 rebounds, two steals, a block, uh, 13 points. Listen, Nerlens Noel has been positively outstanding um, in, in Mitch's absence. Um, I don't know what else you could say about Nerlens Noel other than that he is playing himself uh, I think into New York's long-term plans, not as the starting center, but if you, if that guy wants to sign here for like two or three years to be their backup five, a- excellent. I'm all here for it. 
Red Rich. Um, Red Rich says, don't have anything to add. Just want to support your channel. Appreciate your work. Go Knicks. Thank you so much, Red Rich. Um, we thank you. And we thank everybody who comes in here and does this. This is you. You guys are here for my for my uh, live therapy sessions every night. Uh, please hit the like. Sure, why not? Frank was very passive again tonight. Passed it off to Mitch Noel a few times in spots they had no business catching the ball. So uh, let's talk about a couple other individual players. Frank Nilakina did not get the start. He shot three times. He won. He made he, two of them were threes. He made one three. I thought the three he made was big. Uh, one of two from the line. Um, was he passive? Yes. Did I think Frank was the reason they were in the game? Did I think Frank was the reason they lost the game? No, I thought this was like, you have your bad Frank games, you have your good Frank games and you have your Frank, Frank games. I thought this was just a Frank game, which, Hey, um, you know, a lot of us thought, uh, myself included that maybe he turned a corner after the effort against, uh, Orlando. Maybe not. Uh, maybe Frank is still Frank, which it is what it is. Um, I, I, I haven't talked about him explicitly, so let me let me talk really quick about Julius Randle. Julius Randle had a bad stat line tonight. Um, he was five turnovers to three assists, uh, only seven rebounds, which I don't really care about that much, seven for 23 from the field, um, 24 points. Obviously, he missed that shot at the end. but And I'm not just talking about the three-pointer to get into overtime, which was miraculous. To me... This game goes on Julius Randle's highlight reel, and I know that's going to sound funky, but he if you're a team that's going to be in a game like this, you need a guy like Julius Randle on the floor with you for how many minutes did he play? I mean, I know somebody said Reggie Bullock played a, a hellacious number of minutes. Yeah, Reggie Bullock and Julius Randle both played 46 fucking minutes. Like, I don't know what else you want to say about Julius Randle. This this game, again, was it one of his absolute best efforts? No. Are they anywhere in this game without him? No. I didn't think he forced it. I thought he just missed more shots than he otherwise would make. Um, I just hats off to Julius Randle. He is he's part of the core. That's all I want to say. He's part of the core. Um, let's. Uh, I missed some comments in the super chat here. Let me get back to them. Um, do do do. Jose Rodriguez. We fight. Vegas said we would blow. We're a bunch of junkyard dogs that compete. Yes. One year after the fact, this is the team of dogs that we were promised a year and a half ago. Um, let's keep building the foundation. Don't lose the big picture. Completely agree on that. Um, and. Max Rybakov, ditto Rich Rich. You keep us optimistic about the future, Macri. But here's the thing. Um, and let me get one more comment in the Super Chat. Uh, Dylan Shore, I get RJ and Randall have improved and I love them. I get we're not a contender. I get we're on the upward trend. But the refs suck and hate me. <laughs> but the refs suck and hate me so much. The refs suck and do hate all of us. I completely agree. No, I mean, it. it here's the thing. I, I'm... I mean, people who have been with me for a while now know that I was optimistic during the end of the KP ACL season. I was optimistic during the 17 win season. Um, I think I lost a little bit of my optimism last season. Um, and I've obviously been optimistic this season. I, I'm always going to look on the bright side, but it's not hard to see the bright side here. Um, it's not hard to see the foundation that's being laid. Um, and if you want to look for downsides, it, it, you, you could see downsides. The OB pick is a big question mark. There's a, a question, you know, just generally about how they're playing this season. Obviously, they're playing veterans, and the veterans are helping them win games in a, a season where at the top of the draft is very good. I, I get all that. But I, I'm going to just always go back to my default position, which is that if you're a laughing stock of the NBA, and you've been the laughing stock of the NBA for the better part of 20 years. Um, I think the toughest thing to, for you to do as a franchise is to no longer be a laughing stock. And you, you figure out the specifics after that. 
it's really hard to get out of the, the basement the Knicks were in. And, and they're out of that basement. And the fact that we're sitting here and it's March 21st, it's now three full months into this season, and we're sitting here and we're talking about games and heartbreaking losses, and boy, do they fight. And, man, that would have been such a big win for everything they've been building. And, you know, we're, we're back and forth, a game above 500, a game below 500, this, that, and the other thing. That means that they've escaped – that bottom of the barrel. And I, I just, man, um, that's the first step. And we'll, we'll figure out, we'll figure out what comes next. Thank you. My, uh, esteemed producer, Andrew Claudio for alerting me, uh, that Julius Randall is, is current, currently going off on the refs. Fucking ridiculous. Agreed. Blown call by the officials after all the fouling and everything that was going on for them to call that and decide the game is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They got to do a better job. It's too many games like this. Um, <laughs> shout out to Ian Bagley. Ian Bagley, his tweet doesn't have the word fucking. It has the F with all the dashes and then the G. Keeping it classy, Ian. Um, by the way. Um, Ian Bagley, uh, um, spoiler alert, coming on the pod uh, tomorrow morning. That'll be dropping on Wednesday. Um, what else do we have here? Anything else? No, that's it. He's my guy. He's my all-star. Julius Randle. It's my all-star. What else do you want to say? I think I missed the one in the Super Chat. Let me get back up to that. Dan Gottlieb. Would have been a beautiful W. We need to give re-sign Nerlens. Yes. Thumbs up for that. Give Julius the bag. Yes. Offer him the max that you could give him this offseason. Um, over $100 million. Absolutely worth it. Um, get IQ in the gym. Sure. Why not? And bring in Devin Booker. Uh, I would love to bring in Devin Booker. Unfortunately, I'm not 100% sure that Devin Booker is on the trading block. Um, but, uh, you know, shout out anyway. Um, do we have another tweet for me and Bagley? No, that's it. Um, it was just the one. Okay. You need one more thing on Randall and one more thing on what I was saying before, just tie up the both points. You need a guy like Randall doing what he's doing to turn around a franchise. Because RJ making the the strides that he's making and the other players making the, you know, contributing and Tibbs doing Tibbs shit and being a great coach, like, well and good, you need a horse. You need a horse at the end of the day. And Julius Randle has been their horse. And whatever, seven for 20, whatever aside, I don't care about his stat line tonight. I care about the fact that they're not in that game without Julius Randle and they are not in this season without Julius Randle. So kudos to Julius Randle tonight. Kudos um, for R.J. Barrett tonight, uh, Robert Cross, thank you. The ceiling for Randall and, and Barrett is really high. You know, I think the, the biggest thing for me that I've changed my opinion on since the first 10 to 15 games of the season from then until now is now all of a sudden a Randall-R.J. core doesn't sound so ridiculous in terms of like, what's the ceiling of that team? Given that Julius Randle's 26 years old, and this may not be the best that we're going to see of him, and the fact that R.J. Barrett is 20 years old and he's absolutely looking like a future all-star, um, like, I am not sleeping on this core. And I, I consider Emmanuel quickly to be part of the core. Um, and they're going to have two more picks in this draft, three more picks in the draft, excuse me, because that Pistons pick is going to be good. And that's why I think turning the, the page, and I'm, I'm going to get a chance to talk to you guys one more time before the trading deadline because they play uh, Washington on Tuesday. I Oh, man. Talk about the opportunity for a letdown game. I, it's, I really hope they take care of business against Washington after tonight. Fuck. Um, anyway, Um I don't think they need to force anything at this trade deadline. And, and I, I want to say that, you know, very specifically in terms of 
I get that there are good players out there. I get that Lonzo's out there. Um, he could be had if if you want Lonzo, you, you could have Lonzo. Um, I get that. I'm just gonna read some of the names of people who are available, uh, who I who, who have been reported as being available. Um, Lonzo's out there. Um, I mean Lowry's obviously out there, not for us, but he's out there. Um, Fournier's out there. Uh, Kelly Oubre's out there. That was reported today. Um, George Hill could probably be had. Um, I'll, obviously Oladipo's out there. Um, probably a few more under the radar guys. Like these guys are all out there. Like, yeah, maybe the Bulls want to make some moves. Um, quick, quick shout out to Carlos Matos. He's here after every game. I appreciate you, Carlos. Um, it's not possible that Leon Rose was watching this game and thinking, nah, I'm not trading for anyone before the deadline to help Tibbs. Um, Stevens, uh, Guillaume, NBA did us dirty with the stamp schedule. Yeah, they did. And at the same time, they should have won this game. Here's the thing. Somebody just said in the chat, <laughs> um, Church Shane 7, all those names suck. Connor Vorhouse in the super chat. How do you think Lonzo would fit on this team? Here's the thing. I don't think all these names suck. Like you put these, t- these guys on a, a team that's really competing for something and that has good coach and Tom Thibodeau and a good culture. Like all of a sudden, Hey, how about Nick's culture? Nick's culture is a real thing. Um, uh, Michael Aaron, I'm going to get to your, your comment in a second. I want to save that. Um, these guys don't suck, but they're not difference makers in terms of this season. And while I think some of the guys I just named Lonzo most prominently might be a difference maker moving forward. It's nothing that I want to give up a real thing for at this deadline. And I hope we all have our things that we want to come out of Thursday with. I'd like Alfred Payton to be moved. I'd like for them to take on a salary dump. You may have your thing. We all have our things. I just hope they don't feel pressured to make this team better right now in a way that sacrifices a real asset. And there are, there are assets and there are real assets. Like Kevin Knox, all due respect to Kevin Knox, at this point he probably is what he is. That's not a real asset. Like the Dallas pick this year, that's a real asset. That's going to be the 17th, 18th, 19th pick in the draft. In this draft, you don't fuck around with that pick. That's a good pick. I understand they just took Obi Top and eight, but like you don't fuck around with that pick. That's a good asset. You don't throw away that asset. Not for a guy that you could sign in the offseason. Um, which all of the guys that I just mentioned are guys that you could sign in the offseason. Norm Powell's another guy. Like, I just don't – this is not the time for the all-in move. And I, I I shouldn't say all-in, but, like, they're not going to go all-in. But, like, you know, again, giving a real thing. Uh, Michael Aaron in the Super Chat, dreamers can dream. <laughs> that guy from the Clippers is a free agent this summer. We get him, we can 10. Just imagine Randall, RJ, and Reggie Jackson. Very funny. Um, look, someone's going to want to come here at some point. It's just a matter of when, which is, again, a reason why you don't go and you don't make the trade, the the, the godfather offer for Lonzo or, like, the, the overpay for Oladipo, where you then four months from now or three months from now, whatever it is, feel pressured to re-sign that player because you just gave up the 17th or 18th pick in the draft for them. That's the problem because once you give up that thing for that player, you got to re-sign them as opposed to if it's, and I keep going back to this because I I have a funny feeling they're going to wind up with Oladipo. If it's, you know, three uh, or two fifty-five or whatever, five minutes before the deadline on Thursday and you know, the Rockets call you up and you say, and they say, okay, we'll take Kevin Knox and the, and the Detroit pick for Oladipo. That's different. That's, that's, that's a different animal. Do I, would I really want them to do that? No, I actually don't want really any part of Oladipo, but that's my rant for right now. Um, 
so I, I hope they they keep their eye on the prize. I, I I understand it must be frustrating for Tibbs to be doing what he's doing. You know, chicken chicken salad, chicken shit. I get it, but um, keep your eye on the prize. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, anything else? Uh, I'll hit up a couple more comments in the chat, and then I am going to uh, probably get out of here about the forty minute mark. Um. JG with a comment. LaMelo may be hurt, but y'all act like Charlotte doesn't have Rozier, Graham, Monk to play the guard spots. Charlotte still has Hayward. They'll be fine. Um, you know, Charlotte, I think, has been punching a little bit above its weight class. They have a not a great net rating. I'm not sure what they are. You know, for me, looking at the East, I think the top six that you have right now, obviously the big three, and then Atlanta, Miami, and Boston, I think those are probably going to wind up being your top six. I think Indiana's probably going to wind up winning some games towards the end. They're playing a lot better ball of late. Um, We recorded a podcast earlier today in which I initially said I thought the Knicks would wind up ninth. I wavered on that. I think maybe eighth eighth or ninth. Eighth or ninth to me feels right. Um, that's fine. I don't think, here's the thing. I don't think the Knicks need to make a trade to end up eighth or, eighth or ninth. Um, but at the same time, I don't think there's any trade the Knicks could make that would guarantee them sixth. Not that that's some like, you know, monumental accomplishment, but just for what it's worth. Um, Zeke Smith, Atlanta's fool's gold, easy schedule so far. They've had an easy schedule during this win streak, hundred percent. The best win they've had is arguably the first game when they got the new coach bump, when they were at Miami. It's not even that great of a win. I think Atlanta does come back down to earth a little bit. However, I like all things being equal. I think they're probably a little bit better team than New York. A um, little bit. And they might have a trade in them. But then again, that wouldn't shock me if they if New York was better from here on out. I don't know. Um, what else we got here? Shumpert, question mark. I don't know. To what? Are we, to sign Shumpert? No, I'll, I'll pass on that. Um Give me a couple other questions before I get out of here. Why does Clyde have beef with Tobias Harris? I have no idea. Um, maybe we're better than Atlanta. I don't know. Um, I do think that they're better coached now, though. Um, I just I'm a I'm a bit more of a believer in Trey Young for as infuriating a, a player as he is. But if you want to tell me that the Knicks are better than the Hawks, I'm not going to begrudge you. They've also been hurt. They haven't had DeAndre Hunter. Uh, once they get DeAndre Hunter back, I think that makes a, a significant difference for them. Because uh, he's a really good player. Um, what would it take for a ref to lose their job? Yeah, I wish. Um, trade for Miles Turner? Question mark uh, from Harrison Rich. Ch- no, I, I, I'm gonna pass on Miles Turner. I don't want to. I want to ride this Mitch thing out. I missed Mitch. Um, I'm happy Mitch is back, and I want to see what Mitch does. Do you think Drew Holiday picks up his player option? Um, no, I think he declines it, and I think he becomes a free agent, and I think Milwaukee resigns him. Um, why do you think Oladipo won't fit from Nuchin Braun? Um, it's not that I think Oladipo won't fit. I think the theoretical version of Victor Oladipo, which I've been saying this all year, is exactly what the Knicks need. It's a two-guard who can hit a three off the dribble, um, create his own shot on the perimeter, and also get to the rim create for others on his um on his on his drives that's all the theoretical version of Oladipo the actual version of Vic- Victor Oladipo this year has sucked a lot of ass and um I, I'm gonna uh, have a spot on tomorrow's podcast uh dropping at midnight dropping in 20 minutes um about Oladipo because I think it's a little tough to parse out the version of Oladipo that we've seen in Houston when clearly they just are throwing shit against the wall and they're not playing real basketball versus what could Oladipo be in a system like Tibbs and under a coach like Tibbs and um, all that good stuff. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question, but I do know that I don't want to give up a real asset to find out if I, if I could get Oladipo for very little, happy to do that. Um, But that's, that's about all. Um, No chicken colors for Depot. Thank you, Robert Cross. Um, Okay. Let's say we, don't make any moves now. What do we do in the offseason? Um, also, subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you, Andrew Claudio, for reminding me to say that. Subscribe, rate, and review. 
when you get your podcast as it drops in uh, 19 minutes. What do I think we do in the offseason? I think the Knicks are going to be in on all of these free agents. I think they're – you want to just give me a list of names that I think the Knicks will be in on? I think the Knicks will be in on Kyle Lowry. I think the Knicks will be in on Spencer Dinwiddie. I think the Knicks will be in on – I think the Knicks will be in on both Toronto guys. I think they'll be in on Lowry, and I think they'll be in on, on Powell. Um, I do not think they'll be in on Fournier. Um, you know, the biggest question is, do they get a meeting with Kawhi? I think if they want a meeting with Kawhi, I think they'll probably get a meeting with Kawhi. Um, yeah, they'll be, thank you, Chris Persian and texting me. What's up? Shout out to, to our own KP of the Knicks film school family, Chris Persian. Um, yeah, they'll be on, they'll be in on Lonzo, but I also don't think they're going to make a, a Godfather offer sheet to Lonzo. I think if anything, Maybe they work out a sign-and-trade. Um, I think they'll be in uh, – nobody's going to like this. I think they'll be in on DeRozan. I think they'll they'll kick the tires and see what it costs to bring in DeRozan for, like, two years. Um, I think they'll be in on Kelly Oubre. That's about it. And then – oh, Oladipo. Yeah, I think they'll be in on Oladipo. Sure. Um, your boy Ben's. What if Chicago calls tomorrow and just wants the two first round picks for Levine? Are are you in? He's uh, uh, the are the two first round picks this year for Levine, and I just take on Levine for like Reggie Bullock. Fuck yeah, absolutely. Levine's a he might be an All NBA player this year. Um, I would I would defer to Tibbs on that. If Tibbs thinks that he could turn Levine into, you know, the third. Uh, the third head of the three-headed dragon here with RJ Barrett and, and Julius Randle. Um, I would I would want some I would want some protections though on the pick, just in case. Um, but yeah, I'd give up I'd give up our two firsts for Levine for sure. Um he's 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 just, he's fucking awesome. Um I'm assuming uh, this is from Dom Capuccini. I'm assuming Mitch's injury is in worrisome due to mo- no mention. I mean, we haven't gotten any reporting on that end from any of the guys who are on the post-game Zoom, so I am too assuming it is it is not serious. Um, Rose, I am more concerned. Looking at him during shoot-around, he looks slimmer. He needs a week to be back up to speed. Two weeks probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like Derek Rose back. Um, but I'm not worried. I mean – you know, let's get things right for the playing game because that's what we're talking about here. Um, do, 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 Anthony Vasquez. Yes, of course, we give up both first rounds for Levine with our eyes closed. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's really good. Zach Levine's fuck. I mean, if I mean, look, you may you may hear the name Zach Levine and you may be turned off by the name of it, but just go look up the numbers that uh, Levine's putting up this year. You can't can't fake those numbers. You can't fake that scoring. Uh, on that efficiency, um, and and more to the point, his difficulty level on the shots that he puts up is is ridiculous. Um, but the, the Bulls aren't trading him for for uh, you know that. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think I'm going to get out of here. Um, I'll take a couple more. Oh, Colin, what's up, Colin? Colin Loring, John. If you think New York would be in on Kyle Lowry, why would you not pull the trigger on him at the deadline? Easy. I think the Knicks could get him in free agency. I don't think the Knicks need to give up anything for him. Um, Or let me rephrase that. I don't think that what the Knicks would have to give up to get him at the deadline is worth any potential advantage that they would have to re-sign him this summer. And if they don't get Kyle Lowry this summer, to me, that's not the end of the world. Um, He's again, I I listed 10 guys before that I would be in on um, at the right number. I think they're going to get one or two of those guys at a number that they're happy with. 
That's my guess. Um, so again, it goes back to what I said uh, 10 or so minutes ago, 15, 20 minutes ago, I've lost track. Just don't be desperate. If you're Leon Rose, that's all we ask. Don't be desperate. Don't act out of desperation because guess what? You're playing with house money. That's all there is to it. You're playing with house money. Act like you're playing with house money and, uh, you know, act accordingly. Um, all right. Oh, one last one. Jonas Plout. If Vucevic, Vucevic, excuse me, becomes available in the offseason, do you go for it? Does Mitch Knox and the better first get it done? No, I think they're going to ask for two first-round picks and and a, a better young – well, two firsts and Mitch would probably get it done. I wouldn't give that up for uh, for Vooch. I, let's stick with Mitch. Um, I don't think you win a title with with, uh, with Vooch. I just – I'm not – I've never been huge on, on Vooch. Oh, oh, Shout-out to Chip Murphy, but yeah, it's just me. Um, okay. I think we're good here. Um, Andrew Claudio, anything I forgot to say? If there is, feel free to uh, text me or put it in the chat and I'll read it. But otherwise, uh, hit the uh, hit the thumbs up. Hit the thumbs up for your boy. See, I got it right. Um, and uh, don't forget to check out the podcast dropping uh, tomorrow. Or actually, sorry, the podcast dropping in 13 minutes. It's a fun conversation. Andrew Claudio takes part. He asks some, some questions. Jeremy Cohen and I provide the answers to those questions. Um, and I'm going to go write a newsletter. And, uh, man, again, I appreciate everybody coming to my therapy session after these games. My God, what a heartbreaking, absolutely hellaciously awful loss. This sucks. This sucks. Still sucks. I've been talking for 48 minutes. It, it sucks just as much. But, and, uh, oh, watch. <laughs> this is from Andrew Claudio. Watch the last 90 minutes of the Snyder Cut. It'll it'll be a pick-me-up. I, I may watch, I may re-watch the last 90 minutes of the Snyder Cut uh, before I go to bed tonight. Because I, I need, I, I can't. This, this was, um. This sucked. Tonight sucked. So, all right, let's. Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll get them on Tuesday. And uh, on that note, I hope everybody has a good start to their week. And uh, I will see you on Tuesday. I'll see you there.